You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. Got so much to talk about. So we're down. <laughs> we're down. We're down a girl. Yep. Mikkel is um, crazy busy. She is, yeah. She's really busy with a, a website launch. So she's not here. And Nick and I, this is uh, attempt two to do this episode. We've already done this episode before. <laughs> oh, we're going to uh, admit it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, why not? Yeah, on, sure. On the scenes. We've, we've done the entire thing before, and uh, my recording just didn't, uh, didn't work out. It uh, got lost in the... Oh, God. That was the worst <laughs> that, that we were all ready to sum up. Everyone's like ready, signing off, and Wes goes, why is my QuickTime frozen? <laughs> yeah. So... Oh. Uh, <laughs> See, so if this show sucks, <laughs> trust us, we did it. We did an amazing job the first time, and, so. it, and if it sucks, just add it to the designer fails episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, cool. So yeah, so everything we talk about, we're, we've uh, talked about before. So um, trying to recreate the magic the first time around, it, but anyway, it might just be better. It might just be better. I'm going to be optimistic. I think so. It's practice makes perfect. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, we had an amazing time at the Adobe Max. Yeah conference in vegas um it was it was great having the three of us together again it's only the second time that's ever happened i know i know and a lot of people seemed surprised at that and we're like well (laughs) we live in different cities um we see each other through, through, through through skype but yeah for sure it was the coolest time to just share with particularly you guys because seeing a lot of people who had been there been listeners for a long time, even from the beginning. And I can relate to that because I was a listener as well. So it was like so neat to meet so many of you guys for sure. Like that was the that was the best part for, for me. Yeah. Regardless yeah, of everything meeting, else. Yeah. Meeting actual listeners was was pretty incredible. Um, we've we had that a little bit on a really small scale at the How conference mm-hmm. a couple years back. Yeah. I, I think we met a couple people, but this was like every couple minutes someone new was coming by the booth saying they've listened to the show, they've yeah. been listening and uh Took some pictures of some of you guys, and it was it was awesome. So we we enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, and thanks for the the stories of telling us how you listen, why you listen, and you know, and spreading the word too. A lot of them were just like, "Oh my god, these are the guys I talked about." Remember, like telling their friends, yeah. and so um, that that's what keeps us going. So thanks so much again for everything. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And if you're listening to us for kind of the first time, if we subscribed you <laughs> at the conference, which. Uh, I personally sub- hit the subscribe button on a few phones for people. So, yeah. Yeah, welcome. welcome to the show if welcome. you're brand new. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, what was your – well, I guess we should say um, – so this show is going to be all about um, our biggest takeaways from that weekend. Or sorry, it was during the week from that week. Yeah. Um, so just so you guys know, full, full disclosure, we have you know partnered with Adobe for the past couple episodes. They – you know, let it, they kind of paid the way for us to get in there for our booth. Yeah. But this episode is in no way contractually obligated. We're not doing a commercial for Adobe Max. We just thought since we were there and we learned a lot mm-hmm. of cool stuff that we're excited about, um, we would bring that to you guys here. Um, and we kind of, so yeah, and we kind of promised a, that. That was our, that was our thought is to say, yeah. we know a lot of you can't make it based on budget and other things and maybe just timing. You know, and our thought was whatever we could take from it and bring back 
so you guys can learn from it as well. And, you know, in addition to everything we're saying here, the sessions are live on their website. So you could take a look at these things and really get a little deeper into some of the topics. But again, yeah, I, I think it's just more for us to say this was a perfect opportunity to not only meet people, but get some insight and share with you guys and, and, I don't, you know, as I'm sipping from my Adobe mug, <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, this right. is by no means <laughs> a commercial. <laughs> Absolutely. But speaking of commercials, <laughs> Skillshare.com, baby. Now, Skillshare is, um, we've been, they've been partnered with us for a while now. Um, we absolutely love what Skillshare has to offer. Um, you know, basically, if you're looking to keep your design skills sharp or learn the next new design hack, They've got you covered. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, they've got three over 3 million members in more than 17,000 classes. They really are the Netflix for online <laughs> learning. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, find someone you like and have a Skillshare and Chill session, why don't you? Skill and Chill. Is that, there you go. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. So you just – I need to leave the, the hashtags <laughs> to you, Nick, apparently. Skill and Chill. So you can take classes in graphic design, digital illustration, uh, photography, social media marketing, freelancing, how to run your business, all that great stuff. Um, and they're taught by industry experts and experienced professionals, not that kid in his basement from YouTube. <laughs> um, so they've got people like Draplin, you know, who mm -hmm. we actually saw at the conference. So well, I was a little starstruck. I was a little starstruck. <laughs> well, my myself and the students were on a mission to get him to come to our school. So yeah, yeah. we. He, but that dude's what a trooper. So he's got a lot to lot to teach. And Skillshare, I think, is probably one of the best ways someone like him can put their their thoughts and their process out there. You know, I've seen his Skillshare. Yeah. We use it all the time in school. It's fantastic. So it's so yeah. concise and like condensed to what you need. And that's the coolest thing about it, I think Skillshare. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of Draplin again, so like he's got a, a couple of really cool courses up there. One about custom uh, typography, mm -hmm. basically. So he'll walk you through his process of how he comes up with his lockups for his typography, which um, he's kind of known for that. Yeah, so for sure. You should learn, learn right from the master. Um, you can learn entrepreneurship, uh, marketing, branding, all that kind of stuff. Um, all the stuff that will not only make you a better designer, but make you a better design business owner as well. Yeah. So Skillshare is giving our listeners a one-month free trial of unlimited access to the $17,000 Sorry, 17000 <laughs> Well, you can't put a price tag on it. You can't. You can't. You really can't. <laughs> so go to Skillshare.com slash graphic to start your free month today. Again, Skillshare.com slash graphic. Nice. Free 30 days. All right. Cool deal. So yeah, let's get on with let's get into the Adobe it. Max for sure. Yeah, so I think we'll, uh, we can we'll tell be... everybody that it's just up front. It's this three day event where there are keynotes and things where everyone goes to, but then you can choose your schedule based on anything you want to go and see and do based on your interest. And then we had a great little booth in the pavilion, which allowed us one to I'll not only meet a bunch of people, but interview some people too, which you'll be hearing at the end of the episode some great insight and takeaways, but um, what a good event for everyone to be there. I, one thing I forgot to mention on the, for when we, <laughs> our first take on this one <laughs> was uh, there was a fantastic photographer there, this woman who spoke when they bring out three or four people. And she said something that has really stunk, stuck with me since then. She was saying this whole idea that we are so lucky to do what we do um, and, and, and do something so creative and, and, and open and, and, and it, 
people see and react to what we do. And her line was just drink it up. She said, like, drink it all up. This is an ex- a time to learn, time to meet. And that's exactly what I think we all did there is really got a, a chance to kind of mm-hmm. meet great people and absorb this all in. So we can come back and be like, damn, uh, I feel a little bit more charged than ever, you know? Yeah, I got that too. Mm-hmm. It was just great. Um, yeah. So, so what would you say was your biggest kind of takeaway? The thing you're most excited about? I I think from the conference. If we go more specifics, I'm going to go with the Dimension program that just the application that just released beta. It was beta first, named Project Felix, and we had explained and talked about it a little bit before. But now it is full blown app, and they showed it off to a way where you can completely understand how this will help you if you do packaging, if you do anything 3D. It's basically, it's like an intro to 3D for people that don't know 3D. Um, And it might be a little bit of a cheat. It might be a super fast and productive way to do things that have taken you a lot longer in the past, specifically Mm -hmm. for someone like me who when we have to render stuff, we do it all by hand on Photoshop. So this accelerates it and turns... Uh, blank templates that you can get off the Adobe stock free and purchased and apply all your art to and then put it in any environment, put it in any setting, put it in any lighting, any perspective. Um, It's just mind blowing. I mean, to me, it's the, it was the missing thing in the creative cloud specifically for me, but I can see how almost anybody can really take this and use it to their advantage. What'd you think of it when you saw it? Yeah. No, I thought it was amazing. And of course, I don't really do any packaging mm-hmm. design anymore, but it makes me wish I did because it's, it's such a... Yeah. Because I remember back when I did, yeah, doing all the, these kind of mock-ups were such a pain in the ass. Oh, specifically you know, you if there's a... To, yeah, if there's a change, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. yeah. You know? So there, were, there would be two ways you would do it. So like I remember um, one of my very first design jobs, like 90% of the job was just getting out the X-Acto knife and the mm-hmm. damn spray adhesive. Yeah. And, yeah, doing it the physical way. You have a glo- glove of just, glue. <laughs> yeah, my hands were just always like disgusting because yeah, of that. Yeah, you, you could never get it off completely. But um, so there was that way, or there was like the Photoshop way, where mm-hmm. you know you just kind of do your janky job of kind of trying to warp things yeah. around it, and you just hope yeah. it's final info because the yeah. minute you fix it, a client comes back and says we've changed all the copy, and so that's the beauty of what Dimensions does is everything's populated based on you make one change, it changes in the illustration. The one setback I think is that it's quite an intensive program. So my class and myself are trying it out to make sure that, you know, our, one, our computers can handle it, but two, I I can't wait to see what it does to expand, um, you know, our thought process with it and really speed up the, 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 the efficiency on the flip side too. We're, we're showing younger generations that stuff that, and maybe it's just us getting to that point where we're like, these shortcuts are helping us, but we want the next generation to learn it the way we did. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm caught between that. You just want them to suffer the way we have. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of caught in between that whole idea of like giving them this incredible tool. And that's how they see it. You know, and we'll, we'll, hear, yeah. we'll hear from a few people later. But um, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I'm anxious to use it for me. But for my students, I still want them to kind of know how to the intricate part of it, like, you know, how to do it by hand that just and by eye. I think that's still something we need to know. I I agree with that to some degree. But Mm -hmm. I also think you brought up earlier the idea of that being a cheat, possibly. Mm -hmm. I I disagree because I think that I what I would actually consider doing that actual work of wrapping it around the Mm -hmm. the packaging. I feel like that I put that in the category of of, um, 
production work. Of course. Design. Of course. So like you're still you're still designing the yep. packaging. Yep. And now this is just giving you a nice easy way of actually applying it. True. So I don't really look at it as a cheat, but um I can see why some people might. And also, too, I was thinking, you know, it reminded me when we talk a lot about listeners who ask in about being afraid of 99 designs and a lot of this other stuff where it's logo tournaments and people are paying yeah. ridiculously cheap amounts. Same goes for this. It's like if someone is not a good designer in the core, no program in the world is going to give them the work that a talented artist can do with that same tool. So uh, yeah. I, I get it. You know, it's, I think it's just it's the it's the learning curve. It's like getting, getting used to these, all these steps, but I'm just glad there's a comp there's companies out there that are doing this and they are making our lives easier and we can spend less time doing better work and charge just as much. They, exactly. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> just, you just got to let me know when you and your class test it out, how hot, do, how hot do the laptops get? I, I'm going to do that. And then, <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm actually going to, and we're testing it. I'm going, I mentioned to you, we're going to, uh, do three days at Adobe this week, testing the project, the the, the software. Oh, that's right. That's and so, right yeah, up. and it'll, I don't know if it'll be in time for this airing, but um, it will be on their YouTube channel forever after that. But um, I can't wait to see how this program works. Really, with some, I'm getting some really good uh, tips and tricks from the guys who actually created it. So I'm yeah. I'm more. That's why I'm more well, excited about it. But I have to. Yeah. I gotta love this thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna be excited. Yeah, and yeah. you'll be running it on their on their equipment probably. So it'll, we'll see. It'll be very smooth <laughs> when you do it there. It's on my it's on my MacBook. Uh, just because oh, okay. we're gonna try it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I did ask for a few. What are those those core four whatever towers? I'm like have a few yeah. of those in the background just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you were explaining it to me on the last time we tried this. So explain like how it um how it kind of works. Yeah. So where, you. Yeah. Let's say you're doing a a, a stand up pouch with a zipper, and it's a typical like snack food kind of packaging. You go onto their library, and we were quite surprised to find so many of the things are free and ready to go. And it literally just looks like the 3D model. You drop it into the artboard, and now you have this three dimensional piece to move around and change. You take your assets from either Photoshop or Illustrator and bring them in, and the placement of it, and the way you maneuver and 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 change things on there is Almost like I think we talked about this earlier. I see this as how Photoshop and Illustrator might be changing to in the future. I know we're going to talk about some other stuff later that you like, and we're seeing how I think the the, ch the change in interface is becoming a lot more easier too. So you manipulate the stuff on there. Once it's done, you change the surf. Let's say you want it white gloss. You want it white matte. You want it gold glossy. You want it spot varnish. You apply all those things, lighting, background, it it registers the baseline of any photo you put in there and finds the horizon line and then drops your package right on there. So no, no more of these like wonky little mock-ups where the perspective yeah. in the back, you know, and that, again, that's another cheat, but again, I'll take it. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm opening up yeah. to this more and more. So then you get this final incredible rendering. And now this allows you to sell it into your client and show an entire setting of things, how they're all going to look. Now, Keep in mind, this is not your production files. These are you still have you have those ready to go when you're you're putting all the assets together. But this allows you to really show off a, an idea and a concept and get a sell off, particularly on those specialty things like inks and mats and finishes and stuff. Because how else can you show that unless you are truly getting a print job done, like a sample? Mm -hmm. So now they can move it and see the reflection of where that is happening on on the package. And uh, I, I mean, what a huge advancement for 
this. And it's not just packaging. It's any interior 3D, you name it. So yeah, we'll all find, I think we're all going to find it's opening the door to 3D, especially if you just didn't consider it to be something you'd want to do, you know, True. or new, yep. you know, because I don't want to learn it. <laughs> I'll learn website development before I learn that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was for for everyone that wasn't there. It was kind of it was kind of cute sitting next to Nick and just his looked like a kid on Christmas morning when he was explaining all this on the, the keynote. So. I know. I know. Oh, well, I, like he had just seen Santa Claus for the first time. He's back. <laughs> nice. Well, what about so, what about you? Yeah, so before we get to mine, I think a good time to have a little – so basically there was – one of the the themes that kept coming up when we were there talking to our listeners and other people was basically this idea of uh, Adobe Sensei, Mm -hmm. which is – you know, it's basically their artificial intelligence uh, that they have going on. And there was a lot of – you know, you can look at this one of two ways. Either you look at it as a pure benefit that things are kind of being done – for you, things are being thought out behind the scenes, or I can see going to the dark side and being a little afraid that yeah. this might be um, potentially stealing design jobs yeah. in the future. Yeah. So um, you had interviewed somebody. Um, why don't you set that up? Nick? Yeah, we. It was great. She came right to our booth when we were talking about it, and I was pretty direct in thinking like this is this is a little scary. Like this was a lot that the computer will be thinking of and doing for you, and. One of the things I've always treasured about what the industry we're in is that I never thought what we do can be replaced. And I maybe I was just seeing a little bit of that happening too much. Uh, but she had a fantastic different perspective. Um, and here she is. Okay, we have a listener, Daria, who's also a student. Welcome. Hi. And we were just talking a little bit about what we saw in some of the promos where my opinion was almost the fact that some of these applications were looking a little too automated, a little too anyone could be a designer. But I think you had a really neat point from your perspective, and I'd love for you to share that with the audience of what you saw that was a little different. Yeah, I actually was very excited to hear about the Sensi, the Adobe Sensi, which is very fascinating because it is automated, and it seems scary because it might take away our jobs. Sure. But actually, the speaker was saying how it allows productivity and time saving so it amplifies efficiency and our creativity sure and you see it as like just more tools in the toolbox for kind sure. of yeah yeah mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm a firm believer too because i know we have things like 99 designs and all these like web logo builder apps that can yeah. build a logo and i'm not i'm not scared of that because i think if you're still a great designer mm-hmm. you're gonna shine right. so i think your perspective made me think differently that with this this is just more tools and Basically, yeah. If you're still not, if you don't have the principles of design, it's going to show regardless. Oh, definitely, so, yeah. That's a good point. And, and I don't know if we got, we didn't get to see it, but you saw a little bit of this future Photoshop app. What did you think of that? And what so, were some of the takeaways? I think you're talking about Sensei. Right? Yeah, the Sensei portion of Photoshop, I think is what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fascinating. The people around me were like. Jaw dropped. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Their minds were blown because of how advanced it is. And just what it's able to do and uh it kind of reminds me of siri really i mean she's not taking away anything she's just helping you she's assisting it is a virtual assistant in a way right yes and and you you talk to it yes you do talk to it awesome and then like i someone one of my students was telling me that you can say show me 
pictures in my library of a woman looking to the right yeah. with orange hair or something, and it will show that, and it places it in your in your design. Right, right, wow. yeah. It's very context aware, and it can, yeah, it's amazing. It really That's is cool. cool. Okay, it just allows um, for you to be more creative and more yep. specific with your design. Yep. How are you on as a student? Do you see this as getting you to be more efficient and maybe a, a nice leap frog step ahead of? The, the competition out there, <laughs> if you can know this stuff, that makes you a little faster? Yeah, you know, I'm really glad I came because of that, because there's so many pro professionals that are so much ahead of me, and that's why I can see what information they're getting, Great. and I'm getting the same kind of information and the same kind Perfect. of tools that are available to me, so I can use them and be just as efficient as exactly. they are. Exactly, and last question, what's the biggest kind of benefit to coming to Adobe Max? I know we're only a few <laughs> hours in, but... What do you what do you get when you come to a conference like this? Yeah, you know I'm more of a creative, mm -hmm. and this conference is for creatives, but it's actually way more techie than I thought it would yeah. be. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of pushing me and challenging mm -hmm. me a little bit because I'm not as techie. Yeah. Uh, so I really love that about the conference. Awesome, that's a cool perspective. Well, thanks so much for stopping yeah. by. Awesome. Thank you. All right, so that was um, interesting, kind of yeah. Point counterpoint. Mm -hmm. so, uh, <laughs> a new segment on the uh, podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Challenge so think, us. <laughs> yeah, and I think that um, you know it is good to kind of look at all this in the right way because open minded it's easy to kind of yeah it's hard it's easy to kind of think the sky is falling around us but I don't think that's really the case I think that there's always going to be um, room for talented designers yeah and I got I think you br there, so. you bring up a good point I think no one had a sharp opinion one way or the other it was more like whoa the rug has been pulled out from us a little bit here what how do we settle on this and and again i think we're slowly finding that you know these are those steps that we have to take i mean when desktop publishing came out this was probably we we were talking to somebody and he he had a great point about saying like he remembers when typesetters and all these guys who were going to be obsolete within years um yeah. were worried about whatever and i know a lot of them back then that jumped on the mac bandwagon and have been loving it ever since you so you do have to kind of go with this if you really want to progress your your job and your career as well you know yeah go with the flow absolutely all right cool so the thing that i am most excited about it's another software um that was previously in beta that is now mm -hmm. fully part of the creative cloud and that is uh, adobe xd mm -hmm. so and I don't know. I didn't ask what that stands for. Experiential I guess design. Experience design. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Experience. Now that I've yeah. <laughs> done. <Duh. laughs> All it took was for me to think about it for a second. <laughs> All right. So basically, um, you know, what this is, it's basically a, um, you know, I'll just come out and say I think it's a, it's Adobe's answer to Sketch. Correct. Which I've always been talking about. Uh, which is not to say this is not anything like Dreamweaver or Muse. This does not actually design and develop a website like with the, you know, what you see is what you get type editor. That is not what it is. It's just a program for designing websites. And prototyping. And yeah. Right. And right. prototyping is a feature that it has as well um, that it kind of beats Sketch with. But so basically it is if you if you like and use Sketch – this feels very similar with some improvements. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So it was. This was one of the uh, the sessions that I took. Mm -hmm. Actually, the only session, uh, other than the big group sessions. Yeah, this is, it was tough for us to. No. Well, it was tough for us to yeah. break away too. But um, yeah, yeah I, I'm glad you went because I think it yeah. it means a lot that 
it's interesting you say because it's like one of the things I keep forgetting is that this cloud of of stuff is there for us available to use to pay we're already paying for it so like why not give something a try like this considering what how integrated it'll be and I'm 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 interested to see how it works once you start digging deep into it you know yeah well I'll tell you so like when I first started with sketch um, it literally took me less than an hour before it was up and running on Incredible. It. Yeah. It was just really intuitive and there was nothing kind of tricky about it. And this, I feel like if you, even if you've never used Sketch before, I think this will kind of be the same thing for you. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it's a quick up and running process. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the cool things that I like, uh, you know, I mentioned this it has some improvements over Sketch and I'll talk about those. The first one is the repeat grid. Yeah. Feature. So basically, um, this is one of those hard things to talk about in a podcast. I know. <laughs> imagine, you know, imagine if you're designing a website and you've got, um, you know, a, a blog roll section where you're where normally you would design you would design one kind of image, blog title, little description, mm-hmm. author name, uh, maybe the social share icons with it, and that's kind of one blog post but then you have to like repeat that a bunch of times for the for that section Mm -hmm. what this does what repeat grid allows you to do is you just choose all that stuff that comprises the one version and then you click repeat grid and then it comes it has like handles all around it and you can drag the handle down and to the side if you want and it just repeats yeah that thing as many as many times as you want it to and then you can go in and you know um, swap out the images and the text, but it, it does all the, the heavy lifting for you up front. So you're not copy paste, copy yeah. paste. And then the really cool thing that I think that um, this definitely got to beat with sketch is you can just, you can put your mouse in the, the, the margin between uh, ver- variants mm-hmm. and you can just drag up and down and it, it makes the, the, the margin and the padding, um, uniform. Yeah. You can make it smaller or larger. And it's happening real time. Like as yeah, everything's kind of springing to whatever you're doing on that one and it's tied into everything. Again, yeah. another, another feature I see working anywhere on the Adobe area. That's such a great yeah. idea, you know? Yeah. And it's one of those things like it's, it's, it doesn't sound like much. It sounds like, okay, well, how hard is it to do that? It's not hard, but it is, it's great that it makes it super uniform for you. Oh yeah. Um, Versus all Sketch would do was like it would give you little hints, like the the little smart guides would pop up and say, "Oh, this looks this like this is centered." What you're going yeah, for. yeah, yes. But this just does it all for you, and it's like, of course, it should have always been doing that. And let's so. not forget, like with everything, there's going to be a client change in two phases down the road. You might be done with that and locked up. The change comes, and now you make one change, and you don't have to do it to all fifty of them. And that's exactly. super time saving, and that uh, yeah. that's what I loved about the cohesiveness of this piece. And like, explain a little bit more. Like, I love the whole idea of the the artboards and how visual mm-hmm. it is. Seeing because in this area, all your artboards have some transitions and connections, so you get to see it all like this huge roadmap. Yeah. Well, so that's we'll we'll get to the prototyping yeah. part in a second. That's yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know how much I'm going to use the prototyping, to be quite honest, but um, it, it couldn't hurt for showing it to clients. But I think the, the sharing is a little off mm-hmm. on this because basically the way I like to share a site with a client is to walk them through it myself. I like to I like to be the one driving, and I like to be on Skype sharing yes. my screen. 
Um, or it, previously it's been uh, through InVision app Yep. where I, I basically do all the clicking through, but they've got some kind of feature here where you can like send a live link and mm-hmm. they can go and they can click around themselves. Interesting. I don't like that. Yeah, I, I know because like you like it. to tour them through and I get that. Yes. For, especially for something as intensive as a, a full-blown website. But I think where they were showing it the most was more on mobile apps and even specifically mm-hmm. he was showing some stuff where they would you can – build and do incredible like watch apps as well right on um xd as well so maybe in that world that could be a better way for you to just you know everyone on a team let's say you're on on a team and you're building an app this might this might be a great way to prototype and everyone can have their own experience with it because it's a lot more personal in that smaller space so Mm -hmm. i'm curious to just try it i want to try it because it just again it looks like oh someone has made web development fun <laughs> yeah, for me and and you, know app you, development. you and me should trade web web development web design for a package design go. and see how see what we think. All right, we may have, each have a new career. It's a new challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but one thing too with this um with this uh, repeat grid feature that I thought was cool, but I don't know that I would ever use it. It was kind of one of those things that uh, in practice, not sure about it. But you can basically have. You know how I said when you, you can repeat and you can just manually change out the images? Yes. You can also choose that whole selection of all the different grid, of the whole grid, and then drag a, like 20 images from your desktop onto it, and it'll change all the images. Incredible. Yeah. So like, and that could be cool if you're just kind of doing like a dummy mock-up to show, but if it's the real thing, it's hard. It gets really tricky because now they're not in the right order necessarily. Yeah. want them to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you can also drag over a spreadsheet or a text file of a bunch of different titles, say. Yeah. And change all the titles. Yep. All at once. So, you know, they've they've got some some things figured out. Which yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm excited so to next, try it. Yeah. So to talk about prototyping for a second, mm-hmm. um, that's a it's a cool feature here. So basically, the way that works is you would click out of the design view and you'd go to the prototyping view, where you've got all your artboards. And I should say, if you've never used Sketch, if you've just been using Photoshop for designing websites, um, I said, yeah, in, in Photoshop, you're allowed to have different artboards too, but I never do that. Mm-hmm. But in, in Sketch, it's all, it's very much, um, every screen is a different artboard and you can choose based on the device. So it all works out pretty well. You can have your mobile and your desktop site design all in one file. So this is no different except for the prototyping. So basically when you get to that prototyping screen, you can uh, click your mouse on any button and then drag it over to uh, the page that you want it to open. Yeah. And then you can specify a transition so it can like kind of slide left, slide right. Um, which to me feels a little more like an app than a website. A bit, bit by but, far because of the gesture, because yeah. of gestures, I think. Right. Mobile makes more sense there. Yeah. But I mean, it's cool to kind of show your your client. You know, clients love anything glossy and icing, transition <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. So, <laughs> but then, then, then you have to say to your developer, oh, now you have to make this transition happen or the client's not going to be happy. Yeah. Um, and that can always kind of mess with page load speed. So be careful with that. Yeah. Don't get in over your head showing off fancy transitions. Uh, that are maybe not the wisest mm-hmm. to actually pull off. <laughs> I guess would be my advice there. Um, Shouldn't take four minutes. But it's a cool feature, yeah. And the last thing I love about this is the assets panel. So basically, let's imagine you're designing a site 
and you've got kind of a signature color that's uh-huh. on uh, the buttons. It's got it's on the H1 uh, text, and it's just kind of th- throughout the site. Maybe you use that same color blue like in an icon set of icons, and then uh, your client doesn't like that color blue, so you have to change it. Yeah. What's really cool about this is you can choose that one color and replace it, and every instance of that color throughout the entire site in the illustrations, in the buttons, in the text, everywhere you can think of that's got it, it's going to replace it Yeah, in one click. So, again, one of those things that just, like, that should have always been... Like, that's the best use of machine learning I can uh, think of. Totally. You because, know? again, saving time, not picking every single one. and, yeah. and it's, a, just, it's production work. And it's the color, so it's not the assignment. It's not like... You, have to, you don't have to be as specific as fill or stroke. If that color is there and you're changing it in the assets, like Wes said, you'll see it live change. And the cool thing is you can almost control it like a knob and moving that hue around and seeing how it changes everything on the artboards at one point. So, again, I, I, I think they've really nailed it with this one. Yeah, it's going to be a fun little thing, a cool experiment for a lot of us, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing I'm really excited about with it is um, my developer who – he is on a PC, he's not on a Mac, so he could never have Sketch. So basically oh. we had to have that um, plug-in Zeppelin, which allows you to export all the artboards. And that's the only way he could look at oh, it. Oh, gotcha. And mind you, Zeppelin was like, it's like a $30 a month yeah, plug-in. It's like another add-on. That, it's crazy. Yeah. So Those I'm hoping up. that my uh, my developer actually has an active <laughs> Creative Cloud membership and Good. he can get his hands on XD. Good. Or I wonder if X. It's yeah, solo. I wonder what XD does in terms of um, the output for the developers. That's a good if... question. I'm assuming, does it do layered PSDs in a way? or Pro- Probably, and I would hope that it would also export out a style sheet. Because that's the yeah. one thing that Sketch did that I kind of liked. That, um, oh, was great a, idea. Such an improvement. Because whenever, whenever I would hand him just a Photoshop document there would always be a lot lost in translation. Like the line heights would always be a little wonky and the, yep. But with sketch, it, it kicked out like a really good um, style sheet to where everything was just spelled out in black and white. So there was a lot fewer mistakes from that point. So I'm hoping this does something similar to that. Cool. Yeah. Let's hope. I'm sure they thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they thought of everything. <laughs> I hope so. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, anything else you want to kind of talk about in terms of big takeaways from the conference? I think, you know, other than the other stuff I know we're going to talk about, I think just other takeaways for me were um, seeing how many different disciplines are out there in our industry. And we think we're, we might be in our own little bubble of what we do. Um, so it was neat to meet people for that work in the most insane and different uh, remember the one woman that came up and she's the sole designer for the air freshener company, <laughs> yeah. the little, the, the, the little the pine trees. trees. Yeah. yeah. That, and it's like a hundred year old company. She's this one woman yeah. show. And I think it was the other good takeaway. A lot of people were talking about, they are one people art departments in small companies and, yeah. and they are asking them to do everything. Um, so again, you can understand why I, I think on the plus side of all these changes with the creative cloud, it is helping people who are not particularly 3D understand 3D a little better. But I feel sometimes uh, what I'm seeing in the industry is it might be a little unfair to ask that one designer who was hired to do brochures and print work and whatever and is now doing web and uh, social and all this stuff because yeah. they're afraid to hire new people. You know, So I saw that. I think we talked to a lot of people. <laughs> 
lot of people that were in that same boat. Yeah. yeah. There was definitely themes that kept coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And one theme that kept coming up too, uh, this whole idea of like 3D design is just becoming... Yeah. Augmented stuff. The, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be the new thing for sure. I mean, it's already the new thing, but it's going to hit a critical mass mm-hmm. at some point. So, you know, the people that write into the show that ask like, what should I kind of focus on? I'm just getting started. Maybe that's where your focus should be. I know. I think it's like the new, it's like, think about 20 years ago with the web. Like, yeah, you better start thinking about the web now. Exactly. Thinking about that. Because it's so much more immersive. And I think we're finding it in every, everything. I just was watching a video. Somebody posted on the new uh, iPhone 10 that came out. And that's one of the first iPhones that has the augmented reality in it. And again, it made you think you're like, okay, now everyone's jamming up the apps have got to have augmented reality in them because the new iPhone does it. So you're right. The demand's going to be there, I think, for something like this in the, in yeah. the next few years, if not, if not already. Yeah. So one of the cool things about the conference was um, one of the last nights, it was called the Sneaks, mm-hmm. for like sneak previews about yeah. what else, the, the things that they're working on. Um, under cloak of night, where they're not really, they're not necessarily full on programs, but they're, they're features that are going to be added to programs. Uh, what were, gosh, what some cool ones for you, Nick? Uh, the, again, these, a lot of cool these stuff are there. cool because these are more like little snippets of things that they're not application driven a hundred percent. They might be features in future episodes, in future versions of Illustrator and Photoshop and InDesign. So one of the cool ones they had, and this would obviously fit into Photoshop, but it was called Scene Stitch. And if you have a image and there's a terrible road or some kind of a thing that you just want out of there, and obviously you'd go your typical route and try and- X's come to mind. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Typical things you want to get out. And of course, you're going to go through your typical Photoshop work and try to clone it out and do whatever. What Scene Stitch does is it looks through- all these other millions of, and this is the sensei thing where it's kind of artificial intelligence in the background, looking at every stock photography image that's on the Adobe stock and finds stitches together components that would be a replacement for what you're trying to do. And it does it like seamlessly. And not only does it do it, it shows you like nine examples and you pick the best one. And it's kind of crazy. Like that was pretty amazing to see. But again, it's it's using everything that they have in their assets to help you. So yeah, I get it. That's kind of the cool. old way. Would just the old way would just be like it would just choose other sections of that same photo exactly to fill in the gaps. Yeah, and that always looked a little repetitive, and it yeah. looked like there was some kind of pattern going on. Yeah, that but yeah, uh, this is pretty cool. Like it could it will ch- exchange that road for like a rock or a fountain. Or yeah. Remember the, uh, it had like the Denver skyline and yeah. it's like, Hey, I need a beach in front of it. I don't care if yeah. it's no, no <laughs> beach in sight. And it not only did it do it, but it showed like three versions of it and it was just flawless. One of the, here's one that I saw that was pretty amazing. It was the physics pack. And this was that one. I don't know if you remember seeing, if you have like an a vector art image and you want to fill it with Let's say you have some. It sh- they oh, yeah. sh- they showed like these. They showed this cat, like a silhouette of a cat, kind of like the typical Halloween cat. And they said fill with this cat, but it made a pattern. And not only did it make a pattern to fill it, but it literally morphed into the negative spaces to make this perfect, like seamless pattern. And uh, I mean, that was just in a shape. that was remarkable. It was, yeah, yeah. Because it was filling in, like you said, like it was the, the Adobe A, the letter A, yeah, the Adobe A. But then they take like these cat silhouettes, and they, yeah, they, so they fill in that specific shape, 
and yeah, they were um they didn't just use the, the the cat shapes as is. They would kind of skew them sometimes and kind of curve them a little bit exactly. to make them kind of fit. So the tail would curve yeah. into the negative space of then one next to it. So the, I mean, that would take yeah. you that that was probably one of the biggest time time uh efficiencies I've ever seen. Like not that we yeah. need to do that every day, but when you do need to do it, you kind of sit there and go, "Oh damn, this is going to be a yeah. long day." You know? Um, I, I can could use some more cat A's in my life. So, I mean, now, <laughs> exactly. Now there's a way. <laughs> um, if you're like me, a few other ones. They had the Puppetron, which was basically this character animator, and it will basically take a selfie and turn it into your style of choice, like click of a mouse. It was unbelievable. Project Scribbler was if you had a line art or a drawing that was done by line, uh, meaning like imagine just a simple pencil sketch, no color it would actually pull again from Sensei and look at what you're doing, what you've drawn, what era it was in, what, ne- what ethnicity that person probably is, and it would apply and almost turn it into a full-colored oil painting in, like, a click. So, I mean, that's just, like, almost too far in advance. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, you know, if we are doing that, I, I – I, hey, again, yeah, we're killing the – we're killing our, our, our timelines getting better, but, like, damn, that's just – you're not doing anything at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, four hour work week. Here we come. <laughs> exactly. So uh, again, a lot of these sneaks are on their website. You can look at a lot of the videos that are on there for sure and see which one relates more to you. But mm-hmm. it's neat to see because like they picked one girl. She was literally almost six months in. She's an intern and she was the developer of one of these things. And they're putting her up on the stage with 12,000 people. And she nailed yeah. it. She was probably the most comfortable one up there. Some of their 20-year vets were like shaking in their boots. So it's kind of kind of funny to see how people uh, uh, are in front of big crowds, you know, especially us artists, you know. You never know when Absolutely. that's going to happen. So pretty yeah. neat. Pretty cool stuff. Very good. All right, cool. So I think before we uh, – so basically – after the listener question, we are going to play a bunch of uh, takeaways from listeners and people that we met at the conference. So yeah. don't don't tune out right after we're done with the listener question. There's still more content to come. Um, but before we get to the listener question, let's talk a little bit about our favorites over at FreshBooks. Mm-hmm. Um, FreshBooks, we can't say enough good things about them. Um, it's just such a ridiculously easy to use cloud accounting software for agencies and freelancers alike, help you work smarter, get organized, and most importantly, get you paid quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been redesigned from the ground up uh, all, all around the way that we work as designers. So it's even more designer friendly than the last version. It actually makes invoicing seem sexy. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Create- I know. You can create and send really professional-looking invoices in under 30 seconds. Trust me, I've clocked it. Um, <laughs> and it's literally two clicks. You can set yourself up with FreshBooks online payments and end up with money in your pocket way sooner. In fact, with FreshBooks payments, over 60% of the invoices are paid within one single day. Can't beat that. No. Um, and with the new projects feature, you can share files and messages with your clients, contractors, and employees, uh, which is great. Everything in one place. So... Um, multi-currency invoicing is amazing as well. If you have clients in another country, it just automatically automatically converts the currency into theirs, so there's no guesswork. I can imagine that would be oh. confusing otherwise. Yeah, so. yeah. We just want to hear ka-ching. I don't want to count. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no math. So, <laughs> And they've got the automated late payment reminders, which are great. 
in the off chance or one of those 40% that didn't get paid the first day, uh, how about you let them be the bad cop for you? So, and they've got amazing support. We know that. Um, real life person usually answers in three rings or less. Zero rings if you're Mikkel. <laughs> they just... They they just know she's calling whenever <laughs> she hit gold status <laughs> somehow before us. Exactly. I don't. How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Mikkel's got a question. <laughs> so to claim your thirty day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. So again, freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and then enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. All right. So we've got a listener question from Chris Alvarado, and I'm going to lean heavily on you for this one, Nick, because sure. this is kind of more your I've never heard this question before. <laughs> nope. I'm, I'm giving it to you fresh. This is totally <laughs> brand new information. All right. So Chris says, I'm just getting into the design industry as a side job. I recently did a logo for a startup distilling company, and now they want me to do the labels for all of their liquor bottles as well. My question is... Can you tell me a good way to charge them for the work? Specifically, what is a rough price point for me to start around? Yeah, this is a good one for uh, a lot of people getting into this area because I think it sounds like a simple project when some, specifically a client, might go, I just need you to do labels. But if you're Mm -hmm. doing something for a distillery and it involves liquor, um, there's a whole other level that I think we should, you should introduce to the client and let them know. And this is where you can show off your you know, your professionalism a little bit more by showing that you're thinking ahead. So what I would suggest is that you really take this a little bit more seriously on both sides, not just the design side, but the upfront. So when you look at these things, you've got to submit this art uh, sometimes 90 days in advance and wait for 90 days to get approval when it comes to anything with liquor and your, any kind of claims in that yeah. zone. So, so you basically have the DMV. Yeah, because <laughs> they could say and way. change anything they want. Uh, they yeah. can change the design. They probably don't even have to give you a reason. Probably not. No. And luckily, <laughs> we one that we just went through. It went through good, but we were more we we're more concerned about the name because again, the name is something you got to make sure that they own and no one else has in any form of the industry that they're in. So again, be upfront, educate the client that you know a little bit more about this that it's going to take a while. So that's a little more intensive on your end that you're going to be doing maybe more changes. Or that initial one that goes out has to be like really sharp and really good so you avoid a lot of those changes down the road. So it's you doing a lot more homework and a little more time. So maybe you can beef up the budget a little bit uh, more than what you're typically used to. But I just wouldn't disguise this as a very simple label design. I would try to pump this up on both that side. And then when you get to the design side, that's a whole other thing because with this there's a sea of competitors. So like you don't want just a standard label. They're going to, you might agree to one and then a month later, they're going to want more. So plan for it ahead. I would say really use this as an example of how you can expand your business by being more of a business minded designer and understanding what has to be done up front. Um, and then really, and then slam dunking that design, show them some ideas of what you're thinking um, and take them through. The, this is a great opportunity to do some mood board stuff and show what's happening in the, in the industry and showing them where you're going to go with theirs. Why is theirs going to look different? Why is it going to look better? So going back to your question about the cost, this all adds up. If it's a little out of your comfort zone, you know, show them this process. Show them, don't just go to them and say, this is going to be four grand. Show them step by step 
how you got to that because of all this other stuff behind it. Because it's not so simple. I mean, I, I, I get this all the time where it's like, oh, it's just a simple little thing and we need a label. Don't let someone turn a project you're working on into something simpler than it really is. You know what I mean? It happens, yeah. I think, in all of that anything. It should only we take do. an hour. No, that's it. Yeah. Two fonts yeah. and <laughs> one color design. But yeah. I, again, and let it be a great portfolio piece. You know, I mean, it, it, uh, I know people that want to break into this industry so hard as a designer. So take advantage of it that you're, you got this opportunity to do something really, really good. And if they're a big time company and not some little side gig, um, they should be used to these budgets, don't you think? I mean, like, I don't think you're going to scare them too much. Is, you know, well, with, I mean, with, it's a startup company. We all know how startups go. Yeah, um, that's and true. They may or may not be aware of the the amount of red tape surrounding this. Yep. Um, I don't know. So I basically the only reason I know about any of this is I I listened. I'm a longtime listener of Adam Carolla's podcast, mm-hmm. and he famously like he has got a lot of uh, different liquors that he sells, like wines and stuff. So basically, he told this long drawn out story about. How when they were when they were doing the the labels for his uh his it's called Mangria, uh huh. Basically, basically <laughs> like how like how they would come back like there would just be a little blurb like a funny blurb about something about this packs a punch and like nope can't say packs a punch. Yeah, like they were everything is so like arbitrary and you're not allowed pretty much you're not allowed to have any reference to the the fact that there's alcohol in this product. Um, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot of you have to kind of tiptoe around stuff a lot and I can imagine it's around the same of the imagery as well. So, yeah, I mean it just I would have some built-in extra revision rounds. Think about it that sure. way, you know. Yeah. Cuz now you've got two Whoa. clients. You've got the client and then you've got Uncle Sam. So, you know, you- your sound is a little scratchy. Are you hearing that? I'm not. Are, is your recording going it's, okay? Yeah, recording's fine. Okay, it's I just prob- wanted it's to... probably just I wasn't, Skype. Okay. okay, no worries. Okay. Yeah, I'm not seeing any... Yeah, when we're quiet, my recording level is good, so... All right, okay. just wanted to double-check cool. that your recording was okay. Yeah. And I, I got one well, more thing I want to add. I'll add that okay. one link to... for. Was this guy's name Chris, was it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And one more thing to add, Chris, there's a fantastic website I've used in the past. It's made for craft beer, but it's a fantastic outline of what to expect when doing anything uh, branding for any liquor. Uh, It's called craftbeerbrandingguide.com. So take a look at that. They have a really good step-by-step, and it helps you to enhance your offering, again, so you can get the the budget that you're hoping for, and you won't scare them. (laughs) So take a look at that for sure. All right. Cool. Thanks, Chris. And keep sending in those listener questions to questions at thedeependdesign.com. And you know how we love the audio questions, so do that as well. And for anyone who was kind enough to answer a live listener question at Adobe Max, we will be using those. We, it turns out we have just enough to do a whole listener question episode. So um, stay tuned for that on our next reg- regularly scheduled listener question <laughs> awesome. uh, in about six episodes or so. That'll be episode 150. We'll use all of those It'll be a special round uh, live Excellent. version. So anyway, um, with that in mind, keep designing and stay tuned for all of the, the great listener takeaways from Adobe Max. Check it Outstanding. out. Outstanding. And happy Halloween. Okay. Take, yeah. Takeaway number one. Yeah. So uh, I'm Jamie Reagan. I'm from Sydney. I'm a work for Adobe. I'm a solution consultant. And I'm about as big a nerd as you can come across. 
been using Adobe products since, you know, way back last century when I had hair, right? And uh, what I found interesting was on day one, uh, I went and did a, a session, a TA session for uh, screen printing. And it was really blew my mind that a whole heap of people that were coming to a technology conference went to a screen printing session and were given pencils and given the opportunity to draw their logo and then etch it into a letterpress, screen print. This really analog process was just amazing. It just blew That's my mind. Great. It was a great way to start a conference, you know. Very cool. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. Takeaway number two. Hi, this is Luis. Uh, I'm from Dallas. Um, and the biggest takeaway from Adobe Max is being in a place where there's so much creativity in one place and, and seeing all these different people from all the different walks of life and all the different industries. I'm in higher ed, so seeing other creatives in higher ed across the country, across the world is really cool. So anytime I saw anybody with like where they were, like if they taught at a higher ed institution or even at any kind of educational institution, it was cool to talk to them and connect because then you can, you relate on the same struggles with the same exact target audience and it's really cool. So that's what I took away. Takeaway three. Hi, my name is Anissa Barton Thompson. I'm from Los Angeles, California. I'm an Adobe community partner. I'm also a web developer and instructor and social media specialist for California State University, Dominguez Hills. Um, this is my 14th year coming to Adobe Max. So um, it is an absolutely fantastic opportunity for people to come learn, engage, share, um, meet other amazing creatives, share their uh, tips, their skills, their pains, their pain points, all the cool stuff. And uh, I hope that everybody takes advantage of the opportunities when they come around. And we're in L.A. next year. Amazing. All right. Takeaway five. Hi, my name is Richie Holleen. I'm here with Monster Energy and Coca-Cola. Um, I work in UX design. So far, this has been my first Max, and it's been a great overall experience. Uh, overall, I'm really excited about the new technologies, especially in experience design. Um, just ways to improve my workflows and streamline everything that I do. Takeaway number seven. Or six. Or <laughs> six. <laughs> uh, it's, oh, my name is uh, Chelsea Rye, and it has been such a wonderful experience here at, at Adobe Max especially seeing during some of the, the sessions the collaborative work that they're doing because where I'm working, uh, we're not really working collaboratively and I didn't even know what I didn't know about uh, the tools that Adobe had wrote, uh, built in for collaboration. And so it's just been really great to see and now I'm going to have so much to report back and telling everybody that we've been doing everything wrong. <laughs> and now hopefully we can kind of move forward and, and do it right finally. Okay, takeaway number... Ten. Nine. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Stephen Maya. I'm from Dallas, Texas. And, yeah. Woo-woo. Um, let's see. I am a graduating student from Collin College. And I am the president of a graphic design organization called Think. And so I enjoy the inspiration from coming to Adobe Max 
to, you know, share that knowledge back at home. Um, a lot of students who didn't get to make it um, were definitely, were definitely uh, I guess, jealous. <laughs> I, I, I would be, you know, if, if I didn't get to go. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's something we get to bring back home, and I think we get to share. And in a sense, when you teach something, I feel like you learn it better that way. Um, and I'm sure you, you know that pretty well. Um, it's just, it, it's inspiring to inspire others. Um, and I don't want to say I'm inspired by being around a bunch of, you know, creatives, but it, it really is when, when you have a, a person who's extremely knowledgeable, kind of taking the time to, you know, show you the, uh, sorry, I'm going to read through that sentence. It's awesome to have, you know, a teacher come down and, you know, show you the the ways, their Jedi ways of how they do graphic design. Um, let's see, some other takeaways. Yes, okay, there we go, there we go. Yeah, so going to the sneak preview of all the events or all the new software that's coming out was really uh, mind-blowing just to see where technology is headed and where it's going to be going. And so um, it, it kind of freaks you out when you can take a black and white image and put color in it, like, in three seconds, you know. Or you can put, like, you can take a picture of texture and add it to a 3D design that you're working on. I mean, it just it kind of blows my mind, especially with VR coming up and all these new technologies. Um, I'd say some of the coolest tech as far as, like, uh, computer software stuff that I've seen, um, is HP and Sur the Surface Book. HP just came out with a new um, ZBook X2, which is a detachable tablet and keyboard, but yet it has, like, 32 gigs of RAM, a Quadro graphics card in it, and you can do, like, 3D rendering on it if you wanted to, which is, you know, not a lot of two-in-ones can say that they can do that. Um, and you can power it uh, to a monitor, so it can be a desktop computer, it can be a laptop computer, or it can be a tablet. So it's it's like an all, a, a truly all-in-one device. Um, and I found out that Surface just came out with their new Surface Book 2, which is now VR ready. Which you know that's where things like I said things are headed that way and super exciting. So I just want to th yeah one more thing. I just want to thank the Deeply Graphic Design cast, you know, for uh, being here. Uh, I listen to them all the time. And so, guys, you should, uh, listeners out there, y'all should uh, definitely, you know, keep listening. Um, and also just, you know, um, look them up, you know, on their social or personal profiles and stuff. See what they're all about because, uh, man, they, can, they, uh, they are awesome people as just people in general. But, like, they're also awesome teachers and just, like, people to um you really want to get connected with and you want really want to know them so yeah takeaway uh number 11 Say your name, where from? steve schuler little rock arkansas um probably my favorite session here was the uh, pete souza session souza was the white house photographer for uh both presidents reagan and barack obama and his recounting of the relationship he built with the presidents and how that informed uh, the images that he took and the stories he got to tell uh, while being nothing more than, on his fundamental level, an archivist, a uh, federal archivist, 
but still getting to tell those stories uh, through the images he took was deeply moving. Um, he shared a photograph that had never been seen before when President Obama had to comfort the, uh, the, the families of the victims at Sandy Hook. And that image came up, and there's not a dry eye in the room. Simply because, yeah, simply because, he, you know, A, it was, it was something new to us, but B, it connected. Now, and the entire thing, to me at least, was how to go about your everyday job uh, but still connect on a human emotional level. So, uh, you know, that'll be the lasting image of Max for me. There's been so much great stuff here, but to me it's not going to get any better than that. All right, this is takeaway number, uh, let's call it 11 or 12. <laughs> Hi, my name is Marcus Johnson. I'm from uh, Anaheim, California, and I'm here representing Orange Label Advertising. Uh, you know, for everyone who couldn't make it, I think my biggest takeaway is really just the, uh, the access to a creative community that really gets what people are up to, like what, what, what you actually need and what's going to make a difference in your day-to-day -day workflow. It's all about, you know, efficiency and about making the most out of your time. And so... There's so many innovations that are that are happening right now that really get to the core of you being able to be creative without getting bogged down with all the busy work. So between Adobe Sensei stepping in to make masking something so much easier or talking about how to make a fun work environment, I mean, there's really something for everyone here. And, it, and it's really all about just making it a better creative community and giving something back to the world. So it's really cool. Okay, take uh, 12. Kia ora. My name is um, Aaron from um, New Zealand. Hey, um, just want to, you know, let you know that um, you guys are missing out. I'm not coming. Just don't think about it. Just do it. And um, I'm glad that I made the trip and it was worth the 18 hours and four movies later and um, so many drinks that you're just, you know, popping, um, popping your... The, buttons in your in your on your on your shirt um coming over here because you're eating so much food so just you know i want to let you know that um you know just don't think about it just do it just make it happen don't worry about the money um and just uh just yeah it's just been amazing and you know it's good good to to be with you know twelve and a half thousand people that um are just like you um they dress they sound um, they got terrible jokes just like you. And, um, you know, the other thing is that, you know, there's 12,500 people that really, really get it. So, um, you know, don't don't hesitate. Just just do it. And um, big shout-out to Deeply Graphic Design Cast. Man, you guys are amazing. You guys rock. Awesome. Take care. Bye. Uh, this is Jayla Scanlon uh, representing the Unique Foundation and Defend Innocence nonprofit out of Utah. And so I uh, just want to let you guys know that Max is wrapping up, but definitely one of the best experiences I've had as a creative. And even as not a creative, there's a lot of cool things that you can take away from this. Yeah, the keynotes, man, there's some really awesome stuff coming. I think the best thing that I took away from this is that the innovation of just technology and how design is going to be going is just immense. Like, it's, it's overwhelming in the best way possible, if I could say anything. <laughs> But that's basically it, but I appreciate it. Thank you. Hi, mate. I'm Dave Clayton from London, and I work for a company called Astute Graphics. And I only work for Astute Graphics because last year, Max has always been one of those things I really wanted to come to because it's a totally creative design environment, and it's like the Adobe Mothership. Yeah. 
So uh, I was lucky enough to come out and be a teaching assistant and happened to go into uh, one of the classes which was run by Astute Graphics, which are Illustrator plugins, and uh, met the owner. And we started chatting and I told him my background. And then a couple of months later, Aaron Draplin came over to the UK for an event I organized and told the guy about it. And I get an email a month later saying, we've created a job for you. Come and work for us. So I've been there eight months there now. And, and uh, yeah, we work well with, with Adobe. So we're here on the stand on the Adobe booth. And, uh, yeah, so back next year again in L.A. Why, why should designers come? So designers should come because the creative community is so diverse that if you're kind of stuck in your rut, if you come here, that rut is just going to open up for you. And it's just, sorry. And uh, there's just so many cool people to meet and classes to sit in. And every single one you'll come away with, I did not know that. I did not know that. And you learn something, you get better and you become more creative. And then you want to come back again next year and get some more. So, yeah, whatever the, I'm, I'm from London, 10 hours in, 8 hours time difference, worth every penny, worth every 4 hours sleep I'm getting every night. So, yeah, come next year, definitely. My name is Nicole Boston, and I'm from Seattle, Washington. My favorite part of Adobe Max this year has to be being surrounded by so many creative people, being able to strike up a conversation with anyone, and they totally relate to whatever I'm talking about, whether it's difficult clients, whether it's coworkers, whatever. Um, the amount of inspiration that's here is really great. I feel like it recharges me for the entire year, almost, just thinking about everything that I saw, the people I've talked to, the things that I've learned, you know, and it's, it comes down to a lot of the details, like some of the smaller things that I've learned in classes, like things that I didn't know I could do in Photoshop, things that I couldn't, you know, do in Illustrator and knowing those skills and having them moving forward just kind of opens your creativity, so. Hi, my name is Mia Lakasha. I'm from Las Vegas and I am a graphic designer and photographer. Uh, I just graduated from uh, from college, actually, and my favorite part of Adobe Max is being surrounded by so much creativity and being around so many people that love all of the weird things that I do. Uh, and I love that, you know, people get so fascinated when uh, they show something in Photoshop that we've never seen and the whole audience just gasps like they've seen something so extraordinary. Um, yeah, and that that is what my favorite part of Adobe Max was. Hi, this is John Goodman from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and uh, I have to say Adobe Max is one of the greatest places to just meet people from all walks of life, whether it's from the, your, your design heroes to uh, up-and-comers to uh, just some great vendors and really hook you up. Hey, everyone. This is uh, Tiffany Bloomquist. I'm here at the Adobe Max conference. I'm loving it. I'm a first-timer here, and... One of the things that has brought me here for this session over all the other years, um, well, firstly, I started working for myself, but I am doing a ton of work for a lot of nonprofit corporations um, in the Salt Lake Valley and area, and I've needed some more help on how to manage my time with them, how to manage myself as a graphic designer, creative director, and they've got some fantastic classes here at Adobe Max that have helped to teach me um, some other ways I can work with these groups and manage my time better, manage my workflow better, their expectations. And I just, I, I'm going to be taking a lot of that stuff home with me to 
use more with my clients. In addition to all that, I mean, that was just really a big win for me personally. Of course, I learned all of the great shortcuts that they've got in Adobe um, products and all the new upcoming releases that they're researching for. The the sneaks was amazing last night. I'm super excited for that. But just a lot of the shortcuts that you forget that um, is nice to be reminded of when you come to a conference like this. It's just really great. And I think I'm going to go home and be way more productive. Hi, my name is Derek Coppinger. I am a digital designer in Manhattan for a recruiting company called ICS. I am the actually the sole designer for my entire company on the marketing team. Um, I've been there for about nine months, and this is my first Adobe Max conference, and my first time around. I've been listening to these guys, Nick, Wes, and Mikkel, since 2011, and Nick wasn't actually there at the time, but I've been a big, uh, big advocate of their podcast for a, a long time now, and I just want to take a moment to actually reflect the impact that it had on my career and how it advanced me um, the last six years in agency life. But now I'm in the corporate world. And um, so what, a few, few takeaways from Adobe Max. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot, you know, being my first time. Um, great connections, obviously. Um, I'm so glad, so glad I got to meet the, 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 the cast here on the Deeply Graphic Design cast um we formed the the four-man wolf pack a couple nights in a row which is great vegas baby vegas nick is so money and he doesn't even know it (laughs) so um a few key takeaways that i'm going to bring back home to manhattan um being the, the the sole designer like i said before um, there were a few key sessions that I felt like I can go back to my marketing director now and have some um, have some leverage in speaking about what I want to do creatively um, in terms of you know logic versus creative thinking because um, I guess a good analogy would be in agency life. You know, when you're trying to pitch an idea or, or a concept creatively that the CEO or stakeholder necessarily isn't feeling safe to, you know, um, because they're very left brain oriented and, and very logical and they want that, you know, the numbers and the data and how is this going to make me money? So um, my boss at work, now he's, he's kind of the same way and he's very smart, you know, he's, but he's... And he actually challenges me a lot, which is great, and pushes me. Um, but now I have a lot of insight to now, you know, go back and say, you know, I think we should do it this way because because of this. And, you know, it has to do a lot about with, uh, with, with the emotional impact, what it can do to the business, you know, to our audience. Um, and I'm sure you got, you can relate because like you have a ton of listeners the, the same way. Um, so I have a, a, a little bit of a different perspective going back and, and thinking about how I have to speak and talk like and and relay a message more along the lines of like a logical conversation rather than creative conversation where I'm I'm just like you know what let me just draw it for you. 
um, that's that was a huge impact for me. Other than that, I mean, uh, learning new technologies like what's going on and what's what's you know going to be going on in the near future. You know what's going through beta. Um, the the VR world is crazy. I mean, like, you know, it's just really cool to see all the, the new technology and that you know being the first time here. It, it is just amazing. I'm always going to come in the future. Hi, my name is Tiffany Johnson. I'm a motion graphic artist at NBC Sports. Uh, one of the biggest takeaways I had from the Adobe Max conference this year is working with Photoshop Sketch as well as Adobe Capture. I think it's a time-saving tool that can be used to actually get a lot of different design elements done faster and help with the creative flow as far as getting your ideas across to creative managers, directors, and getting things done. Thank <laughs> you.